Well, there's usually something to talk about on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. This is your show on EWTN Radio. Getting started on this Tuesday, the first day of August. Hard to believe yeah, it's August already. I'm Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani, and we hope that you will feel free to join us because, Debbie, we're going to talk about something today that so many of us have gone through or are going through right now. Well, and the Take-Two family has, has actually weighed in late last night. We heard from Timoteo and others about this topic. So here um, is the question. How has an illness brought you closer to God and your faith? So you got diagnosed with something? Did it bring you closer to God? Did you lean on God? Did you uh, go go to the angels and saints to help you through this very difficult time? We want to know how has an illness brought you closer to God and your faith? Please call us at 833-288-3986. Yeah, and when we go through things like this, uh, you know, a lot of things can happen. We can go in a lot of different directions. We can blame God. We can turn to God for his mercy. We can ask God, why did you let this happen? So again, we're talking today about any time you have had an illness, any kind of a medical diagnosis that was a little bit unsettling for you. Did you press in deeper with God or how did that, how did that go for you? Did it, did it increase your faith, faith and draw you closer to God? 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. And uh, Jerry, I'm excited because I, I believe we have a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce? Sure, oh, well, is he's, it, are we he's doing special, right but he's not a guest. People know him very well. <laughs> well, that's true. But I mean, a guest, like, because it's not part of the the topic of the show. But yeah, <laughs> I know what yeah, you Jack mean. Williams is live at the uh, Knights of Columbus Supreme Convention in Orlando, Florida. Jack, welcome. In, yes, thank you, Jerry. Indeed, and Debbie. And uh, indeed, we are at the 141st. Supreme Convention of the Knights of Columbus, that wonderful organization founded by Father Michael J. McGivney during a time when Catholics were being heavily persecuted in the Hartford, Connecticut area, and it's grown to a grown rather to a global organization. I'm pleased to be joined by EWTN President and Chief Operating Officer, Mr. Doug Keck, who is uh, also uh, anchoring the TV coverage uh, of the Supreme Convention of the Knights of Columbus, and this is a very important endeavor for the network every year. And um, you guys will have an entire day of um, things revolving around the convention here to bring to our viewers. Very Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Hi, Doug. Uh, hey, it's great to be on with you guys. <laughs> uh, that's terrific. I thank uh, Jack for asking me. And, of course, I'm only doing it because the, the, the first team is over doing World Youth Day in Lisbon, you know, <laughs> with uh, Colm Flynn and, and Father Mark. So we've got an entire team over there doing multiple languages of World Youth Day. In fact, we're going to be dovetailing our, our television coverage today into the uh, beginning of World Youth Day. So uh, people who are listening or certainly are watching, tune into EW10 later, uh, can see the beginning of World Youth Day. And uh, we're really enjoying uh, the conference every year, as, as Jack and I would talk. Uh, it's, it's always empowering to see the Knights, to realize they're there, that they're, they, they have our backs. And this year's theme is First in Faith and Charity. And I think it's great because, really, the faith comes first. You need that faith uh, to live out your Catholic life and to live out your spiritual life. And that's what empowers people to do that charitable work. And if you get that out of order, people run into problems or burn out. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed they will. I saw that you had the uh, family of the year on the set, first uh, first thing out of the gate. Usually they come a little bit later in the program, but uh, that is always one of the highlights, I think, of our coverage of this event. Absolutely, yeah. It was the Cabrera family with Daniel and Maria and their, and their children. I think they have eight kids and a wonderful family and a great story. Uh, 
you know, Daniel himself had been away from the church and his wife brought him back and he's only been a member actually of the Knights in the last five years, but he's really done a lot with that, that time and have really gotten involved and really shows how the Knights of Columbus really is a family affair. It's not just something for the, you know, sometimes in the old days it'd be like dad going to the Knights of Columbus, uh, you know, to play cards or something in people's minds, even though that wasn't always true, but it's, it's much more integrated, family oriented probably than it's ever been before. Yeah, very good. And uh, I know I'm a knight. Doug, you're a knight. Jerry, I know you're a knight. And uh, we encourage everybody to, on their local level, support all the efforts of the Knights of Columbus. Mm -hmm. And Jack, I'm not a knight of Columbus. I do support the Knights of Columbus because my husband's a fourth degree knight. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we love the Knights of Columbus. Can you share with us how many are in attendance? And is there anything... Uh, coming up like for next year that they're planning like a new um, kind of either event or something that they're they're getting behind can you share with us well there's about 2500 that's about around the ballpark number and I think next year the event's going to be I think in Quebec but I think the big thing really and a little bit of here they have Eucharistic procession stuff is really really them getting behind and tying into the the big Eucharistic Congress that's happening in Indianapolis next year it's it's interesting too because actually the Cabrera family live outside of Indianapolis just I'm not sure that had anything to do with it, but it just uh, kind of connecting that to uh, to the Eucharist and obviously Eucharistic procession that people really should check out the, the website about that and find out more about that. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful event that's happening and uh, really could use more and more publicity. Beautiful. Well, Doug Keck, Jack Williams, live at the 141st Supreme Convention of the Knights of Columbus. Thank you, gentlemen, so much, and uh, look forward to hearing and seeing all of the great uh, coverage on EWTN radio and television in the coming days. Thank you. Okay. Wow. That yeah, it always amazing. makes me, <laughs> I'm always wishing, you know, every year this comes up and I just say, I wish I could be there. One of these years, I'm going to go to the Supreme Convention. I, I, I really am. Should. That would you be should. a blast. Why not yeah. next year? Make it next year. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll you can't go that. this year because yeah, you're here go to now. Quebec, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna yeah. go to. Yeah, that would be cool. You get to go to Canada. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, that was just a wonderful um, surprise that we had um, from Jack Williams and Doug Keck. We love when they share with us uh, on location what is happening, especially the coverage for EWTN. Um, Got to lean on EWTN, folks. You know, we Jerry and I uh, do a lot of pledge drives around the country, and I'll tell you, the stations are saying that at, folks are saying they're done. They're done with the secular media. They are solely going to EWTN for all coverage because they know they're going to get the truth. I think that is wonderful. So please continue to support EWTN and your local um, Catholic radio station. But today, Jerry, we're talking about how has an illness brought you closer to God and your faith? Maybe you stepped away. Maybe you, you feel like God abandoned you. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be an illness. Maybe something very difficult in your life, like a divorce. Okay, we want to hear um, how it brought you closer to God and your faith, or uh, unfortunately, if the opposite has happened. 833-288-3986. We'll be right back. Well, it's going to happen to every one of us during our lives, an illness, a diagnosis, 
an injury, uh, something in our lives that happens, like Debbie said, maybe a major change like a divorce, something happens to one of your kids. We're talking about this today from the standpoint of faith. How has that helped to grow your faith? And maybe for a time, you know, you kind of looked at God and shook your fist and said, how could you let this happen? You know, that's, I think God's a big boy. Jesus is a big boy. He can take that as long as we don't get irreverent about it. But how has this helped you especially grow in your faith and grow closer to God? 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Real quickly, I want to tell you that EWTN's online learning series includes Women Made New, where you can discover the beauty, truth, and goodness of the church with the EWTN online learning series. Delve into the riches of the faith and grow closer to the Lord with free videos and study guides. And in Women Made New, you'll be inspired by the stories of Kristalina Everett, Joy Pinto, Teresa Tamio, and Cameron Frad as you hear how God helped them overcome trials, just like we're talking about today. Most importantly, you'll understand that He will help you too. Enroll in our courses today at learningseries.ewtn.com. Beautiful. Okay, we do have a couple open phone lines. It is surprising, but we're not... um, we're not disappointed because Jerry and I firmly believe that the Holy Spirit's in charge. So if you feel that little nudge in your spirit, you are the person that needs to step in, make that phone call and help other souls get closer to God. Could that be you? Will it be you? Well, we're waiting. 833-288-3986. For over eight years, it's always worked out that way. The Holy Spirit never disappoints, right, Jerry? That's right. And we do have some calls to get to. As Debbie said, two lines open. Please fill one of those if you would like. We would love to hear your inspiring story on our topic today. 833-288-3986. We're going to start in Essex Junction, Vermont. And Marie is listening on Our Lady of Perpetual Help radio. Hi, Marie. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? Good. I I injured my shoulder a couple of months ago. On a, in a fall, and uh, I thought I lost everything. It felt like I was half dead, and <laughs> come to find out, I found everything. Uh, I go to church with a, a friend, and we went to the shrine, and it's great. So are these things you weren't necessarily doing before, Marie, regularly? Right, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. I had help from family and everything uh pretty surprising how people can pitch in when you're down and out mm-hmm. <laughs> right right how is your shoulder today marie oh it's still hurting i'm i'm back to work now half time but i felt mm-hmm. bad that i couldn't go to work for two months <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a lot for me uh but uh right. oh yeah it, i felt like i lost the independence i couldn't drive you mm-hmm. know uh and and living alone like that, it, it's it's hard to manage uh, doing anything. Uh, sure. sure. But my friend was really good. He took me to all the appointments. He even had background knowledge for human services. We went up to the Saint Anne Shrine, uh, which was a feast day for Saint Anne, July twenty sixth, and that was the day his mother passed away uh, in nineteen ninety seven. So we were celebrating that mm-hmm. sort of. And uh, it was a beautiful day, uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, recently, he's hurt his shoulder 
So now I'm kind of returning the favor. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, at least, yeah. Go ahead, Debbie. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You were going to say something. I just wanted to comment. It's kind of a little bit interesting about God's humor sometimes. But go ahead, Jerry. I was simply going to say, Marie, you had the experience of your, your friend helping you, and now you need to help him. And so it's kind of, you know, it just shows the beauty of friendship and how people are there for us. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you were happy to jump in and help this person who had helped you through your situation. So go ahead, Deb. Right, right. No, I totally agree with that. And Marie, I was just going to say, you know, God, sometimes he has a very interesting sense of humor in the sense that, and I've heard it so many times. In fact, your story, I've heard a lot, Marie, actually. There are uh, people I know through when I was in um, active ministry and religious education, they would say, you're not going to believe this. You know, um, I got this, this illness or something happened and I was bedridden for two weeks and wow, I found the Bible. I read the Bible every day and now I'm, I'm so into reading scripture. And it was, it was only because I was stuck in bed for several weeks, you know, and it's so interesting how sometimes God permits or God allows us to go through really difficult things. Not that he wants us to be in pain and suffering, not at all. But he allows us this time to hit the pause button where we can really regroup, reset, and 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 shift our focus and shift our priorities. It it, it sort of sounds like that's what happened um, with you, and now you're now you're eternally grateful, right? Oh yes, and the whole time I was uh, laid up there, I was questioning. There's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. could be the reason? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I found it. So, oh, yeah, that's important. You know, uh, we go through things like this. Sometimes they are very, very difficult. We have to believe no matter what we go through, God has a reason, a purpose and a lesson for us to learn. So, Marie, thank you for getting us started today in this conversation on how is an injury or an illness or some other life event drawn you closer to God. 833-288-3986. What a great story. I love hearing stories like that because it just allows us that to really understand that when things are setting us back, it, that's not it. We can look at it in a different way, and it can actually be pushing us um, to, to closer to God, right? Really uh, propelling us forward. I love that, Jerry. Oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of like how you look at things, glass half full or mm-hmm. half empty, or, you know, is it lemons or lemonade? By the way, we have a... Uh, we have a show like that coming up. Okay, mm-hmm. but that's beside the point. Let's go to, um, where are we going next? Nello? Mm-hmm. In Windcrest, Texas, on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Nello. Hi. Uh, listen, two things. I, I have been slowly going blind with glaucoma for the last, I'm like 90% blind for the last five, six years, and also developed severe carcinoid tumors in my small intestine, mm-hmm. and I have postular dermatitis on my head, so I believe but all this has taught me so much. I mean, I've always been what I thought was close to God, but I've learned so much about the ministry, because I thought, who is not calling me? And I've always been like that. I call other people, the widows, the, the those that are homesick, that are in sick at home, and I call them and I talk to them, and they love it. They really enjoy it. And then it's really brought me closer to God. My doctor says that God, he's a very good Catholic. He says that God has chosen me 
to, to, to atone for the sins of others, and he says that I'm wearing a crown of thorns and so on. Mm. But I want to point out now that Knights of Columbus angle, when I transferred from North Carolina to, to San Antonio, because that's where originally we moved to from, from Panama, and uh, there was only like 10 or 12 people in attendance. Well, the second year I became, they voted me in as Grand Knight, and I achieved Star Council, which is hard to achieve, and as of, well, 10 years ago, I had recruited 143 knights into wow. our council. Absolutely. So our council really grew, and we loved it. I mean, I asked people, they said, I've never been asked before. How come? I said, you are, please join, because we have a local men's organization. And people then said, well, why do we have a men's organization? I said, well, look, it's okay, but now learn about the knights. Mm-hmm. We have much more clout. We are well organized. I recruited doctors, uh, even a general. I mean, <laughs> and a lot, lot of wonderful people. And we really grew. And and but like I said, my ministry now has been listen and and listen to the words of God. Accept what God has sent me, and maybe He has taught me. Call the, those who are sick because I was kind of disappointed for a while. And I've talked to a couple of the knights. I said, we need to call those that are homebound and talk to them, and they really enjoy it. They really enjoy it. So yeah. that's my... I, oh, I, I used to belong to the Equestrian Order, Knights and Ladies of the Holy Sepulchre, too. So mm-hmm. I even recruited my cardiologist into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nello, as a, as a brother knight, thank you so much. And you are right. The Knights of Columbus do so much good. And we were talking off the air during our break. I just I said there are a lot of what they call silent knights. There are men who have joined the knights and don't go to meetings and don't really do anything. That's, you know, what whatever the reasons are. But I just feel like if we really showed up in mass, you know, it could make such a huge – the knights are already making a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But regarding what you're doing, you know, you have a certain credibility, you know, with these people that you're calling and talking to and ministering to because if, if it comes from someone who is struggling or suffering, I think that really – uh, you know, puts you on kind of that same level. You're not somebody coming in who's, you know, life is great. I'm not suffering anything. I don't have no problems or anything. They could, those kind of people can have a lot of impact as well. But Debbie, I think when you're going through it yourself, um, it, it creates a real bond between mm-hmm. you and the person you're ministering with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. But Nello, I wanted to just comment on something because you you talked about serving in leadership in the Knights of Columbus. Well, the fact that you got to such a high position and you served so many people um, and people looked up to you, okay? Obviously, people are still watching you, right? Go through what you're going through. And so you you are a people you are a person that people admire. You are you are a, a strong leader. Um, you're of you have a very strong deep faith, obviously, right? And that's important because think how many souls, and you know, I, I, I agree with you that when we go through extreme suffering, it, it can really repair so many things that are happening in the world, offenses to God. But I also think there's so many people watching you, Nello, and I just want to say, you know, thank you for being very, very strong in your faith because you probably won't see it on this side of the veil, but when, you, when you're finished with your time here on earth... I hope the good Lord lets you see all the souls that you impacted. Thank you. Thank you. I want to add that I used to pray just one rosary a day. I pray 
four rosaries a day, and I always include all of you. It takes me 45 mm-hmm. minutes to, to you, introductory to say who I'm praying for. By name, I thank wow. the people at EWTN and all the other radio affiliates, you know, mm-hmm. in my real radio and all the television, because I watch the Mass and, and do the, the Divine Mercy and so on. And I really love you all so much. And by the way, I have 700 rosaries. Oh, boy. (laughs) Wow. I thought I had a lot with a couple dozen around the house and in drawers (laughs) and stuff. Thank you, Nella. Thank you for the prayers, mentioning uh, EWTN by name. Uh, That means so very, very much. We know that after the Mass, the Rosary is the most powerful prayer we can pray. So thank you, Nella, so so very, very much. And I put Nella in our prayer book. Excellent. Yeah, Yeah, we want full healing for his his eyesight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Susan is calling from Ontario, listening on EWTN.com today. Hello, Susan. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to share um, my personal uh, sickness that I dealt with. Um, uh, It started in the year 2000, and um, I was sick with a sinus infection, and it turned into bronchitis, and uh, it pretty much led to 12 years of uh, chronic bronchitis and uh, going from one doctor to another doctor. And um, everyone that I, that I encountered trying to help me said, uh, we don't know what's wrong with you, you're sick, but we don't know how to help you. And uh, I became allergic to every antibiotic that there was. Um, my doctor, my family doctor said, Susan, if you know, if we don't find a solution for you, um, you're not going to make 40. Hmm. You still there, Susan? Sorry. Yeah, it's okay, I, get, I still it's get okay. emotional about it. Well, sure, it. Uh, sure because if you get that, so. if you get somebody telling you you're not, you possibly can't make it to 40, that hits you hard. So don't, don't and, hold back yeah. that emotion. We, we, we feel it too for you. And I had two young children at the time. And I said, to, I, I prayed, and I said, Dear Lord, you've given me two miracles with these children, and they need me. Sorry, I just get so emotional. About, mm-hmm. And uh, they need me, and if it's thy will, please um, help me to find a solution. Please help me to get better so that I can be there for my children. Not by my will, but by your will. Let it be done, if it is to be. And um, he led me to someone who uh, who was able to diagnose my um, all of my allergies. I was allergic to many foods that didn't show up on uh, regular tests, and uh, I I gradually got better, and. Um, she, I said, I don't know how to repay you, and she says, don't thank me, thank God, because God led you to me, and how you can repay me is just by going to Mass every week and saying the Rosary every day, which I have done, and uh, it's just been, and I am 56 now, and I'm healthy. Uh, I still have allergies that I have to stay away from certain foods, but... Um, God has uh, restored my health, and I have been able to see my children uh, grow up and to young adults. And uh, 
has uh, he has shown me so many miracles, and uh, we could have uh, I could have turned from him, and uh, I chose to walk with him in faith that uh, he had was going to allow this suffering in my life, but uh, he was going to bring a greater good, and he has brought so much good. Susan, hang on just for one second here. I have, this is a beautiful story, absolutely beautiful, and we have a break here, but we'll get right back to you, Susan, so stay with us. Take two with Jerry and Debbie, and you are coming on big today. Thank you so much, 833-288-3986. Talking about life experiences that have been difficult, illness, injury, a life event that could have driven us away from God. Maybe it did for a time, but how is it perhaps either at the moment or maybe sometime later helped to bring you much closer to God? That's what we're talking about with Susan in Ontario. Susan, beautiful, amazing story. Praise be God. All I could say is you you handled that in such a Christ-like manner. You, you said the words that Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And you had those little ones to take care of. And you, like you said, they needed you. And God could have done so many different things in your situation, but he chose to lead to that person who was able to help you figure out what was going on and help you advance to the place where you are today. I know you said you've still got some issues with uh, allergies and stuff, but what a what an amazing story, mm-hmm. Debbie, the mm-hmm. trust and surrender that Susan had. And a, mo- and a mother's love. I mean, you that you said these two miracles and, you know, you, you wanted to be there for them. They needed you. They need you, right, as a mother. And so that's a strong mother's heart, a mother's love. Um, but the interesting thing that I found about your story, um, and, and Susan, when you tell your story, um, your emotion is is part of, of your journey. And I love that because when you were sharing from your heart, it, it got me thinking deeply, and I'm sure it got others going very deep um, inside themselves as well. So I would encourage you to, to continue to tell your story because there's an ending to the story. And the ending is, you know, that, that doctor, that person that helped you stepped up and then asked you to pray the rosary. But you, you did, and you continue to pray the rosary. I don't know if you probably are aware of this, but maybe not, because some people who aren't in um, parish ministry work on a regular basis, I don't know if you work at the parish level in Canada, Susan, but we, we hear it all the time. People will say, well, I was spared from this, and I promised to give back to God, and they would show up for a little bit, like a couple months, maybe even a year, and then we, they'd drift away. So it was like they, they kind of paid back God and they were gone, but not you, okay? You, you stayed. You stayed the course. And I just believe there's abundant graces in that, Susan. So thank you for, for, honor, for being your word, and, and because I think that's going to bring a lot of, of uh, healing and, and uh, blessings and graces and merit to the prayers that you're saying on a regular basis. Any final comments? Uh, yeah, I, I really believe that, uh, God, I don't work in ministry, but, um, and I always thought I had, I was, um, close to God all my life. My grandmother gave me my faith. She was a a regular every day. She went to church every day Mm -hmm. and she prayed every day, all day long. And, um, I loved my grandmother and, um, I was very close to her and she called me her angel when she was near the end of her life, and um, I, I just felt like she inspired my faith. And I always thought 
I had a closeness to God, but when I got sick and God healed me, and I, the journey that I went on with Him, I just can't believe how much I have drawn closer to Him and how much I've learned, not only from your station, like all the shows. I started with your show, and I mm-hmm. branched off and listened to multiple shows, and it's unbelievable how much I didn't know and how much I couldn't explain my faith when somebody asked me a question. And now I can, and from the help of the network here and all your wonderful shows, and um, it's just amazing what God can do and, and how much how rich our faith is. And when we stay close to Jesus, He just blows us away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. I, I love the way you used that phrase, Susan, because I was going to say, you know, we are humbled by your comments, and it's, it's, it's the listeners, Take-Two family like you, and, and what you share, your lived experiences on this show that blow us away every day and just really help us to realize, you know, I think we're sort of what, doing what God wants us to do, and maybe it's, we're hoping for that, we pray for that. So thank you for that uh, affirmation, Susan. We're very yeah. grateful, and I'm sure all the other hosts on EWTN are as well. Absolutely, Susan. And uh, we put your grandmother in our book, so God knows who Susan's grandmother is. And you know, that's an, another reason why we need to appreciate our grandparents they have imparted the faith to us so many we hear that all the time right jerry how many grandparents it was my grandmother that gave me the rosary it was my grandmother that i i saw her praying the rosary at the mary garden it was my grandfather grandmother we hear that all the time it's mm-hmm. it's it, we we got to remember our grandparents they really did um they knew how to pass on the faith which is wonderful yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well shirley is going to share with us next in illinois listening on alexa today hello shirley thank you for your patience and welcome yes good morning thank you good morning yeah um my story goes back many years i had already retired uh from a small catholic school as a teacher and i was asked to come back because the eighth grade teacher was diagnosed with cancer and was dying quickly. Uh, it was a difficult situation because not only was she my friend because I had worked with her, but the children needed to be prepared for confirmation. And then to top things off, uh, the first week of teaching, I went in for a physical, and they said, you have a growth in your body, and we need to check this out. And they used, they said cancer. And I'm like, oh, this can't be happening now. This can't happen now. God, you placed me here in this classroom, mm-hmm. my friend's classroom, to help these children get to confirmation. And what in the world? Um, so I went home, and I got down on my knees, and, and I just gave it all to Jesus. I just said, oh, Lord, I can't even take my next breath without you. How, how do I think I can handle all of this um, teaching? preparing them for confirmation, losing a friend, and being sick myself, although I felt fine. Uh, the doctor called and lined up MRIs and CAT scans and blood work and uh, called me back and said, good news, it's not cancer. And by the blood work, they could, they could tell that, and by the CAT scan. So, uh, but we still want to do surgery because it's growing rapidly and we need to get it out of there. And I said, no, we, you can't do the surgery until I get these children not only through confirmation but graduation. Uh, so through the grace of God and through 
uh, getting down on my knees every single morning before I went to the classroom and just offering up all of this to God and just saying, it's all yours, Jesus, take my hand, walk me through this day, um, help me, help me. And he did. And prayers uh, were lifted up, of course, for my, my friend who ended up passing away, uh, the eighth grade teacher who ended up passing away two days before their graduation. And uh, so then that, of course, had to be dealt with. The grief that the children went through, uh, they did um, get through confirmation. The bishop was wonderful with them and with the teacher that was in the hospital. It was just all so beautiful as you look back on how the grace of God just fell upon everyone. The students, their family, their their parents, everyone was grieving. Everyone in the building was grieving for this teacher. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so many of the teachers said, how can you be in her classroom right. every single day, surrounded by the bulletin boards that she put up and all the little things that she had because it had happened so quickly for her. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I said... It's all from God. I don't know how I'm doing this. The Holy Spirit is pouring down on me every single day. I said, I just feel everything I need is, is coming from God because that's what I asked for. He's answering those prayers. So the day after graduation, I, ha- I had the surgery. They removed a five-pound tumor oh. from, from my abdomen. So I was um, blessed in that that was non-cancerous. I healed perfectly well. Uh-huh. But um, the memories God. that that brings brings to me is, right. um, and and since then I was never one to get down on my knees and pray, and and that was over twelve, thirteen years ago, and still to this day, every single day I'm on my knees praying mm-hmm. and offering everything. Mm-hmm. Shirley, I have to tell you, so that so that tumor was growing all the while you were going through this preparation with the eighth graders and then the death of uh, the, the, the death that was coming for that eighth grade teacher. And, you know, Shirley, I have to tell you something. You said some key um, um, words there that, that indicate to all of us your, your faith and your trust in God. Okay. You offered it, you use the words. I offered it. I was offering it up on a regular basis. I was, so you were leaning on God. You were offering it up. You were going through it. You were putting your needs, your, I mean, this, a lot of people surely would have said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just went to the doctor and I've got something happening here. I can't enter into this. This is too much. I can't be taking this on. There's, there's a teacher dying. All these kids need my attention. Not you. You stepped in, you leaned on God and it, yeah, very, it, Jerry just typed over heroic. Absolutely. Boy, are you a hero for the faith? That is wonderful what you did. But I got to tell you, Shirley, that takes a lot of, you, you had to step out in faith. You had to make that sense of, uh, you know, trust like that free falling trust into God's arms because there were a lot of unknowns around you. But yet you stayed the course. Way to go. Wow. As the only only people I told aside from my immediate family was the principal and the and the priest, our pastor, mm-hmm. because I didn't want word getting out that, oh great, they brought in another teacher and she's got something wrong mm-hmm. with her. Right. <laughs> so right. it wasn't until um the day before I had the surgery that I sent memos out. Well it was yeah. And let and let parents know what was wow. going, you know, if they heard I was in a hospital. Plus, I couldn't go to the funeral. 
because mm-hmm. I had I had surgery the day uh, before the funeral. Right. Right. So wow. yeah, well, it, was, still, it was crazy time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still every every bit of the story, uh, like mm-hmm. Debbie said, Shirley is, you know, you were very selfless in all of this, and sorry that you weren't able to make the funeral of your your friend who had taught the eighth grade before you took over that one particular year. But beautiful, beautiful story. I love the fact that you know now you're you're thanking God every day. You weren't necessarily maybe that close to God or praying that much before all this happened, but now you are on your knees every day thanking God. That's exactly. The topic and the and the the direction we wanted this show to go. So surely you had a great contribution. Thank you so much for being part of our show today. Yes, thank you, Shirley. Wow. Yeah. Well, and doesn't isn't that where God God wants all of us? Mm-hmm. He wants us to lean one hundred percent to free fall into His arms. We talk about that all the time on the show. Um, so let's move to uh, Jesus and Jesus is um, in Brownsville, Texas, on the iHeart Radio app. Hello, Jesus. Thank you so much for waiting, and welcome to Take Two. Thank you for so much for having me. I love to listen to the radio station and your and and your also. A talk show. Uh, oh, it really thanks. hits my heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. um, yes. Um, well, um, um, my I don't have an illness, thank heaven, but I did have a, a illness of sin. Um, back when I was younger, my girlfriend and I we got pregnant, and um, we terminated our pregnancy, and. Uh, it has affected me all my life, and um, uh, I, 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 uh, our, our relationship after that happened, we, we didn't continue with our relationship. We kind of uh, uh, flittered out, and uh, I always asked for God to uh, to forgive my girlfriend and um, and to forgive me. But um, uh, later on in life, uh, I got married to a wonderful, wonderful lady. Uh, she had uh, daughters from a previous marriage, and um, I have been in their lives for the last 30 years. I have grandchildren now, and my grandchildren, I'm the only grandpa they know, of course, uh, and I love them so very much. And um, every time I would look at them, it would just break my heart into of knowing the mortal sin that I that I have committed. Yeah. And um, not too long ago, um, uh, I I asked God to forgive me again. I, for some reason, I can't forgive myself. I got on my knees and I prayed to God to forgive me. I said, this cross is just too much for me to handle. Uh, No, I'm Catholic. I'm not devoted. Um, I don't go to confession. I go to Mass. But I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. And, but I always thought that He would be with people that pray the rosary, people that are so devoted. He would never be with little old me. And boy, was I so wrong. Mm-hmm. He was always with me. Yes. And 
after I prayed that, the very following day, I felt light. I felt happy. I felt peace. And I got on my knees and I said, you forgave me. Lord Jesus, you saved me and you forgive me. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus, let me just offer a couple of thoughts here. First of all, this experience has obviously humbled you greatly. And there is nothing, nothing our God will not forgive if we turn to him and ask for that forgiveness. And that is amazing. Thank, thanks be to God you had that experience, that, that really, that internal feeling and that sense, that assurance, that peace, knowing that God had forgiven you. Um, I was just wondering, have you, have you taken this to confession? Have you, just, uh, have you gone to confession about this yet? Here's my next thing. Um, I'm going to go to confession and, and, and accept the sacrament. Uh, okay. I want to go and confess to Jesus Christ. I know he's going to be there, and I know he has forgiven me already. But I'm going to go to the, the and have that sacrament and go to confession. And uh, 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 it's just something that I feel that I need to do. Right, absolutely. Hey Zeus, let me let me ask you a question. Um, um, do you think it's possible for you to call the parish and make an appointment with the priest for confession that you won't feel pressed for time that there's someone else waiting to come into the confessional? Yeah, I idea. think this is too important. You have gone through so much of of the agony of this that you need that extra time with the the priest who's in the person of Christ during the sacrament, and you you want to receive all of uh, the blessings and graces, but you need that time to process, and you don't want to be rushed. I would suggest calling the parish and asking for a, a private appointment with the priest for um, a, a confession that is going to be longer than the, the standard confession. Could you do that? I am going to do that. Thank you so very much for that suggestion. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And you're so right. I need that time. Mm-hmm. I need that time. Just, uh, I, 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 I just can't keep myself together just of the happiness of knowing that my Lord has forgiven me. Yeah. And um, uh, since that day, I have been different, different, completely different. Well, and Jesus, you know, what you've just done on a global uh, radio show with video streams online is you have sent a message to so many people, men and women alike. You know, you said we got pregnant. You realized your role in this. And there are a lot of men walking around who have never really dealt with this because they think, well, it's a woman's issue and she's got to take care of it and I'm, I'm not going to have any part of that. So mm-hmm. what you've done by coming on this show right now is you have given a message, hopefully a message of hope to men and women who can get beyond this. It takes perhaps a lot of time, but God is merciful. You've experienced that. So please, Jesus, Take away from this call today the knowledge that you have really spoken to the hearts of maybe countless people. So God bless you for doing that. Absolutely. We agree, Jesus. And and would you please stay in touch with us? We are... We are praying for you and um, for this... this, 
past girlfriend. Uh, we, we put you in the book. And when you go to confession, please let us rejoice with you, okay? I will. And thank you so much. Um, thank you. Yeah. Well, we love Praise you. God. We thank love God. you. We're in this together. <laughs> We're the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You'll be in our yes. daily prayers. Absolutely. I wanted to share, in talking about the body of Christ, a family, an EWTN should be your family, right? So we have family celebrations, and there's a lot, lots, I mean, so much is happening for this year's EWTN free family celebration. So please join us Saturday, August 26th in Birmingham, Alabama. Enjoy talks from your favorite EWTN radio and TV hosts. And it's wonderful. I love the family celebrations. You can shop at EWTN's religious catalog, attend mass, and be part of a television show, a televised show. I love that. So uh, the day's activities culminate with a Eucharistic procession through the streets of Birmingham. Wow, that's going to be powerful. Go to EWTN.com slash family celebration to find out more and to register. It's all free, folks. Please attend a family celebration. Um, I've been to several of them. They are incredible. Yeah. Well, we've had an amazing conversation today, and Maria is in San Antonio, and she will wrap things up with her call today. Hi, Maria, listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Maria. Hi. Um, I wanted. Uh, I was going to get ready to start some cooking in the kitchen, and then Debbie said there was two phone lines open, so <laughs> the Holy Spirit was going to move, and I said, I think you're talking to me, Debbie, and I had been wanting to call in. Because, Thanks, Maria. Um, I live close to San Antonio, and... Uh, I'm gonna. I have my tickets already for the Fullness of Truth, and uh, she's you. on schedule to come. So, but my story is: uh, I battled breast cancer 25 years ago, and I was given the medicine tamoxifen, and for five years, and then I ended up with a, a growth in my gum, and the surgeon removed it, and. Uh, a couple of months ago, something started growing in my gum again real fast. So one surgeon couldn't do um, surgery till September, and then I remembered the one that had done the first surgery. So I uh, went in, and and he talked to me on Thursday. And then Tuesday of last week, he removed the, the tumor. And so I'm waiting for my biopsy um, next week, Tuesday, for the results, and I'm Trusting in God, I went to confession, and the priest anointed me, and the anointing of the sick, where it says that to give us courage, because I was having so much pain in my gum. It was just terrible, terrible pain, and he told me that uh, I was surrendering my pain at the foot of the cross, you know, and, uh, and there where I find, you know, relief from my pain that I closed my eyes and my pain his pain became my pain and, and my pain was given to him at the foot of the cross and and um, I know I can't wear my partial right now I haven't been able to wear my partial and sometimes I don't want to go out because I want to smile but I don't have no teeth there and, and sometimes I feel people judge us the way we look, but I'm trying to 
I'm realizing that it's not my appearance, it's my soul that has to be beautiful for God, and that that's what I continue to work on, my soul. And uh, even though, uh, uh, Demi, I want to take a picture with you when you come to San Antonio, whether I might be wearing a mask or, you know, uh, but still. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I, I you can be gonna... guaranteed of that, Maria. You yeah. just all you have to do is say, "I'm Maria from San Antonio," and I'll clear everyone away, and we'll take that picture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you, you, you said it yourself, Maria. All I was going to say is, you just smile. You smile anyway. That's right. Because, like you said, it's not the appearance; it's what's in the soul. And your soul, your spirit, your mind, your heart—they're all like so many. We, 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 have, we, have, we have a theme going through today's show, and that is surrendering to God, mm-hmm. uniting our suffering to His. The way you, the way you put that, your suffering is His, His suffering is yours. That is such a. Be- There's nothing more pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine than uniting our suffering to those of His Son Jesus Christ. Deb. And Maria, I just wanted to say, think Mother Teresa. Please think Mother Teresa. Do you know that when she would go into stadiums that were filled with people? Now, if you looked at her, okay, she was really tiny. She had um, um, a lot of things that that you know uh, issues with her physical appearance, right? But she radiated. She radiated beauty. Maria, that's what we all, it's coming from the inside. It's, the outside is just that, that, um, that shell. The inside is what's important. God bless you, Maria. I can't wait to give you a big hug, okay? Wow. That was, that was what an amazing show. Take yeah. Two Family, you guys are awesome. I know. I love the Take Two family. And I got the prayer book out. I put everybody in the prayer book today because I was writing and I thought I'll add everybody's call today because you're, you, everybody was dealing with something or continues to, to have something that's going on. Well, tomorrow's topic, we have done this topic before. It was an amazing broadcast because of you, the Take Two family. What are you looking forward to? We, all, we have to have those things in our lives that keep us going, keep us motivated, keep us looking toward the future. So is there something big in your life that you're looking forward to? That is our topic tomorrow here on the program. I want to thank our show team, Matt, Ace, and Jeff. Thank you, affiliates, for airing the broadcast. And until tomorrow, have a most beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, pray for us.